0: You gotta take
1: Is in the air, gentlemen, because it's almost February. And then, well, Valentine's Day is like in the middle of February, so I guess we're not that close to it, uh, but we're pretty close to Super Bowl. And this is Top 10 Thursdays featuring me, Sean Lemmy, John Otney,
0: and Colin Westman.
1: No Matt Carstens this week, he is uh, sequestered. Actually, right now he's uh, he's in a big trial, and uh, he's not allowed to speak to, to to like see the news or whatever it is that that means you have to be sequestered. Um, but uh, the the rumor is that he's going to be uh, be ruling on whether Marshawn Lynch should get fined for grabbing his crotch. So. Good thing the press hasn't speculated on that at all.
2: You guys give me nothing. Probably more (laughs) explanation than necessary. (laughs) I can't
0: give you anything on Seahawks stuff, Sean. I don't pay attention.
2: I just didn't know where you were going. and Then when it went in that direction, I just wanted to kind of see you handle it yourself, (laughs) see where you could take it. And I had a good time. I had a good time.
1: I'm just here to not get fined. Um, And so this is our last of our uh, big... Beginning of the year Mostly wrapping up last year Podcasts
0: Or perhaps our first of the year mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it's another way to look at it uh, So you heard how 2014 Worked out uh, Now it's time for us to Predict how 2015 Might turn out um, We get away with doing this At the end of January because nothing Worthwhile movie wise comes out in January um, I mean
0: there's some stuff that could have been on my list <laughs> Like Mordecai <laughs> Sadly is not eligible
1: I think Mordecai got like a B minus From
2: the AV club so
0: They're just trying to be contrarian think? I think so
2: It has like a 7% on Tomatoes. <laughs> <comedies. laughs> it's
0: like the worst reviewed movie
2: For every actor that's in it
0: Good, It should yeah. be They should all be ashamed
2: I can't believe that's rated R
0: yeah, that's the weird thing. It's like, what? what is this movie?
2: Rated R for really bad. There you go. Um,
1: so this week on the show, John and I are each going to be reading our own list. There will be no list making. Everyone's favorite part of the show, absent. Uh, just like Matt Carson's. is like, who's even listening at this point without <laughs> those two key elements? Um, so we'll, we'll talk about the ten movies that each of us are looking forward to the most. Um, there will probably be some overlap but there will also be Colin doing his least anticipated movies of the year the 10 movies that he really really hopes he doesn't end up seeing um will he get away with that or will he end up seeing one of them at least maybe could happen I, I'm just really hoping that we don't have overlap between our list that will trouble. I hope that happens that'd be interesting <laughs> So, John, what's your
2: uh, least, most anticipated movie of the year? Interesting way to put it. (laughs) I'll be very brief because I I just have a a one-sentence blurb to go off of, more or less. It's the upcoming film from Noah Baumbach, and that's Mistress America. And it is another Greta Gerwig collaboration, and the one-sentence blurb I have is... A lonely college freshman's life is turned upside down by her impetuous adventurous soon-to-be stepsister. I'm not even sure who's plague who. Uh but that sounds interesting. I like the idea of uh Noah Baumbach and Greta Gerwig working together again. Maybe they'll do a trilogy. I mean they've worked before though. I mean but I mean this feels more like Francis Ha territory. Didn't uh Noah
0: Baumbach have another movie coming out this year? I, or we? I wasn't sure if yeah, I wasn't
2: sure if that had like come out or like is it still coming in? I saw a trailer for it. Okay, we're, so it's still coming out.
0: Ben Stiller's just like trying to hang out with young people.
2: So it's Greenberg two, and this is Francis Ha too. <laughs> yeah, he just sure. he's, he's building franchises, <laughs> and then he's going to intertwine the universes. Which did you guys like more, Francis Ha or Greenberg? Well, I like both, but I definitely like Francis Ha more. I think that's just a movie as a young person I can relate to a little more. Maybe if I was middle-aged, I'd like Greenberg more.
0: I got to relate to Greenberg because I'm just like, I could be this old person. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not.
2: What could, but, what could happen? Yeah. No. <laughs> but I, I'm a big fan of both of those. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess I'm interested in... This other one, too. What's the other one called? Is it While We're Young? While yeah, We're Young. That, that's it's it. really confusing to find out when this came out. Oh, it's coming out. Yeah, March. Played at Toronto International Film Festival. Uh, okay, yeah. I'll, I'll put that on there, too. <laughs> All <laughs> All right. No one Bombach movies are by number 10. <laughs> okay.
1: Uh, my number 10 is a movie that was originally going to come out this month. Uh, but got pushed back all the way to December, which I'm choosing to believe is a good sign. Uh, maybe the maybe the studio behind it realized they actually had something here and didn't want to just waste it on January. Uh, and that movie is in the heart of the sea. It's Ron Howard's new movie, um, starring Chris Hemsworth and uh, some other cool people in the cast like Killian Murphy and Brendan Gleeson. And it is. Um, Based on the real life story that inspired Moby Dick, um, which I'm excited as I don't, I don't I don't know anything about that story, but there have been a few movie adaptations of Moby Dick that were okay, um, and I think this will be the, the the way to to finally give the audience what they really want, which is some sweet whale versus ship combat. Without without having to deal with the text of Moby Dick, you know, and and, you know, one of the great masterpieces in all of literature, you can just like have sweet battle scenes and cool special effects and like people dying. That'll be so cool because I I cannot think of a movie that's done like whale versus ship combat really well and. That's something to me that's just really exciting visually. I like just thinking about it, it gets me kind of pumped up. And the movie's got this great poster of uh, of the ship and it's just like nothing compared to the size of this giant whale that's just uh, just barely under the surface below it. Uh it looks awesome.
2: I don't know if it'll I mean, actually be good, but uh, <laughs> it looks awesome. It sounds interesting. It doesn't it doesn't sound bad to me. Yeah. I mean it's Ron Howard. He's usually good. Ron
1: Howard, yeah, exactly. Uh, the cast is fine. Yes, you know, a bunch of dudes.
0: <laughs> no women in this movie.
1: Uh, there's probably some, but I imagine they're out of the way pretty early. I my, in my yeah. head, this movie is like 20 minutes tops of them like doing backstory, hanging out on land. Then they go to sea and it's just war against this pissed off whale that is just sinking ships and they're throwing stuff at it and it's jumping up and it's smashing down. <laughs> Oh, it'd be so sweet
0: Do you really think that though What has Ron Howard done like an action movie
2: Ransom <laughs> I don't think Bell that <laughs> I guess you just have to go with his uh, His Da Vinci Code movies
0: <laughs> Those are like super boring aren't they <laughs>
2: I mean, <laughs> they're supposed to be a kind of actiony. People yeah. are like, "We got to get over to this place really quick."
0: Yeah. Was there some uh, good fights in Cinderella Man? Just
1: <laughs> like boxing. I mean,
2: yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, but I, I don't know. I mean, I think uh, what's I find appealing about this is uh, the just the. Uh, the chance for like the effects to look really good. Yeah, I mean, uh, the, you can go two two ways on that though. I mean, because there's there's films these days with like really shitty CGI. Like, I, I, you know, people complained about that Jurassic World uh, trailer, but then I think of a, a recent movie, Life of Pi, which was a great movie that was all at sea and that looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. And that had a that had a whale a whale cameo. <laughs> yeah, now great. Whale cameo. Yes. See? So if we could have a whole movie of that scene, like. That sounds that sounds pretty interesting. There's something. If this yeah. is going to be 3D. Oh, it's got to
1: be. Maybe that's why they've delayed it eleven months so they could make it in 3D. I don't know. Yeah. But there's just something so exciting about whales. They're so big, like that's crazy, and they're just down there. They could be anywhere. I'm could pumped. Anywhere. I hope that's true. He could be anywhere. Can see anywhere. him coming? Chris Hemsworth, Thor.
2: Yeah,
1: it's, it's Ooh, yeah I wish I knew more about it
2: Bad start of the year
1: for old Chris Hemsworth With the, that Black Hat movie Black Hat
2: that looked like the most generic thing I've ever seen I just I find it hard to believe that there's any universe Where Chris Hemsworth is like good with computers Too oh,
0: Should've gave him glasses <laughs> that, It's like
2: that dude is way too Ripped to be spending any time On a computer So, problem. Problem number one.
0: Mm -hmm. Problem number two.
2: It's called black hat.
1: I'm sure that's like a tech term.
0: Clearly, because he's not wearing a black hat in the trailer. So my number ten might be a little controversial, because I bet you guys like secretly want to see it. It is (laughs) the Maze Runner Scorched Trials. (laughs) Um, okay. It's just weird to me, like... Like, just because something is similar to Hunger Games, like, it doesn't just get its own movie, but it gets its own franchise, even though... Like, did anyone care about the first Maze Runner movies? I feel like there are, like, four more already ready to go. I
2: mean, those books are really popular. They're almost Hunger Games popular. But are I they? guess the the movie wasn't quite... Uh, of the same caliber. But I still want to see it. A couple days ago I texted uh say, you know, texted you guys like, Oh, should we get together watch the Maze Runner? I wasn't joking.
0: Yeah, I don't know I don't know how serious you guys are about what, the Sean, maze Runner. Do you Runner. want to see the
2: Maze Runner? I want to see the Maze Runner.
1: It's like they're what's going on there, right?
2: I wanna know It just it's a great premise. I'm I'm sure the execution is you know, it's probably not great. I mean if if the reviews, you know are saying that yeah you don't need to see this but it's it's maybe the books are really good i don't know i mean i'm interested in just the concept mm-hmm. i don't know like anything about it though so i don't know like how it's, it's like five books
0: yeah i feel like it get pretty old
2: is there like more mazes as
0: far as the movie adaptations <laughs> well, go? Uh,
1: i assume it's kind of like hunger games like the first one is all about this thing but by the end of the second one it's like it's not even about mazes anymore It's about the secret society behind the mazes
0: Yeah, that's kind of what it sounds like From this plot synopsis <laughs> Which says uh, The Gladers have escaped the maze But now they face a new <sighs> set of Spoilers. challenges On oh, the open damn. roads Of a world ravaged by solar flares And disease
1: Sounds gnarly
0: Yeah But, you know, I'm not going to see it <laughs>
1: Yeah, you managed to avoid those Hunger Games movies, too. Yeah.
0: I haven't seen a single one. Why would I see a ripoff? It's <laughs> a pretty good point, actually. Uh, you want to move on to your guys' number nine?
2: Sure. My number nine is a movie I had on my list last year, but did not come out. And that is Ex Machina. That is a science fiction movie. Um... From Alex Garland, the writer behind 28 Days Later and Sunshine. This is his... Uh, is this his directorial debut or was Dread? I don't know. He, he also wrote Dread. I can't remember if he directed it to. Anyways, it's a movie where a dude, played by Domhnall Gleeson, is living with a robot woman in kind of an experiment. And Oscar Isaac is the man who is behind the robot <laughs> not like he's hiding in a robot costume <laughs> he created the robot i was also afraid that it wasn't gonna get made because then right after this was announced both of those guys got cast in star wars yeah um but it looks like no it they they filmed it <laughs> and it's coming out in the united kingdom uh or it already did i think i don't know i don't know when it comes out actually Uh but according to Rotten Tomatoes, it has 93% out of 28 reviews. This is news to me. I'm finding this out right now. I didn't even know it was, a, it was anywhere. Um, but, you know, I think Alex Garland just does a great job of making uh, ridiculous concepts uh, accessible and just putting in great human stories. So I'm excited to see how that uh, pans out in this movie. Yeah. That's one I'm, I've been kind of keeping an eye on.
1: I'll, I'll see it with you when it comes out. Yeah,
0: I had not heard about this movie since a, a, a year ago.
2: But... <laughs> There's a trailer. Right. And I guess it's got good reviews so far. So I am I was, like, super afraid when I saw there was already reviews for it. I like, oh, man, I'm going to scroll down. It's like, this is the worst piece of shit I've <laughs> ever seen. You're like, oh, no. I don't know if that's happened yet. I don't know if any of us have put movies on our list so that like, turned out to so be bad. horrible. <laughs> it might have happened. <sighs> I don't know. Monuments Men was pretty bad, but I wouldn't call it horrible. <laughs> I mean, it's there wasn't really any like like giveaways though. Like sometimes you put a movie on a list and you feel like I'm taking a risk here. But like Monuments Men looked like a safe bet. You know? as I mean, had George Clooney really dropped the ball before that?
0: I feel like his directing career hasn't been that exciting. I
2: guess if you count that what's that football movie he did? Leatherheads. Yeah. <laughs> So I guess, yeah. How
0: was Ides of March? It was okay. Yeah.
2: Leatherheads was a fumble. Monuments bed was a interception. It was a Return holocaust. for a test I' Kind of straying like from yeah. my football comparisons. man.
1: It's kind of heavy. I mean, the movie was just boring and, mm-hmm. like, way too serious. But, uh, moving on, my number nine pick uh, and kind of the movie I feel is my riskiest pick is Chappie, the, uh, the mm. new Neil Blomkamp movie. Um, yeah. Just like District 9, this is based on one of the short films he made in the early 2000s, just with a Hollywood budget and Hollywood effects and Hollywood stars. Um, it's got Hugh Jackman and Sigourney Weaver and Dev Patel, uh, as well as, of course, Charlton Copley as uh, the voice of Chappie who is a robot uh, who is able to learn and feel and is artificially intelligent, I guess. Um, and the, the tone of the trailer is bizarre because half of it makes it seem like it's just a story about like what it means to be alive. and It's a somewhat existential movie. And the other half of it just makes it look like uh, an action flick. I mean, they've got, like, Chappie seems like a child in some scenes, and then in other scenes you see him wielding weapons and fighting enemy robots that remind me a lot of uh, the bad guy robot from the first RoboCop movie. <laughs> so, if they handle that well, if they make it, like, a story of this innocent creature that is still capable of yeah these acts of violence and self-defense, whatever... Whatever route they go on, it might be uh, pretty cool, pretty interesting. Uh, Or it might kind of be bad. Because, I don't know, Elysium got bad enough reviews I didn't even get around to seeing it.
2: Uh, Yeah, I don't think anyone really knows where Neil Blomkamp stands as a writer uh, yet. I mean, we know he's a technical marvel and he knows how to do special effects really well. But I'm yeah. I think this looks interesting. But yeah, I'm definitely hesitant. Like I could imagine it being really terrible. I'm I'm also hesitant in the fact that it has that band or whatever you want to call them, rap group, I guess, the Ant Ward as cast members. Do you know do you know those people? Yeah, they're like those two weird. They're those well you know they're the two weird looking characters in the movie. <laughs> and I don't know how prominent they are in the movie. It seems like. Based off the trailer, they're pretty prominent in the cast. I didn't even know they could act, so that's kind of interesting. As for the premise, uh, I I don't know. It seems kind of familiar. I can't quite put my finger on it, what it reminds me of. But I feel like it reminds me of something. Just that whole concept of robots not fitting in and, like, this prejudice against robots. It's like that short film I made (laughs) you guys were in, Proto. Yeah. This is basically that. So going to probably sue it. All right. <laughs> Except no, now I'm finding out it's based off a short that Neil Blomkamp did in 2004. I guess I'll have to check out that short and see if that's any good. Yeah, that's one strategy. Then again, that could probably just be like a two minute display of like impressive effects. Like, you know, a feature length. Got to see if that can stay afloat for a long amount of time. I don't know. I don't know. I, I I'm I'm interested in this too, though. So, you know, I'm, I'm I'm sort of with you.
1: This pick and also our recent discussion about picks that went real real bad reminds <laughs> you of the fact that uh, Jupiter Ascending was on my list last year, and that's coming out real soon, and the hype is pretty
2: bad for that movie. I feel like what I've heard is that it's really complicated. That doesn't surprise me for a Wachowski siblings movie. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, I don't. Didn't sound like it was horrible, right? It just sounded like it was
0: confusing.
2: <laughs> I still want to see it, but I can be
1: dissuaded if the critics take a stand against it. <laughs> take a stand. Thou shall not pass.
2: S- critics take a stand. So, Colin, uh, will the critics take a stand <laughs> against your pick?
0: I don't know. <laughs> Probably, um, it's, it's uh, Terminator (laughs) Jedi-sis. Ugh, Um, (laughs) I feel like if Nancy was here, he'd be like, oh, fuck you, Colin. (laughs) (laughs) Because he loves those Terminators. But, uh, it's like, it's been so long since a good Terminator thing has been made, and, uh... I don't. know, I just feel like that world just is so like grimy and unappealing when you when you get down to it. It's just like these fucking gritty robots just shooting lame robot or not lame robot, but just like lame military guys.
2: <laughs> A lot and, of lameness.
0: Uh, I guess I'm even less interested when like. It stars Jai Courtney, who I don't, like, actually know who that is, but according to Shad, he's, like, the new Sam Worthington, which makes it sound like it's just going to be Terminator Extinction, or whatever the last one was called. Salvation. Salvation. <laughs> okay. Yeah. If it was Extinction, it'd be the last one, but that's never going to happen.
2: yeah. When it comes to Terminator Genesis, I think my biggest problem is I watched the trailer and I could not figure out what the movie is about. I can't even tell. It's like, is this the past? Is this the present? Is this one have time travel? Like, how come there's young Sarah Connor but old John Connor? Like, I I can't tell what's going on. It seems like they're trying to fit in way too much here. So my understanding of the trailer, this is my read on it. Okay.
1: Though it's far enough in the future that John Connor's a little fucked up. That's why he's got like scars on his face. Mm-hmm. Um, and the war is going, I guess, finally in their favor. Because uh, the, the machines have finally decided to send a Terminator back in time. And uh, he, he's always known this was going to go down. So he takes his, his number one dude and sends him back in time. Uh, But when he goes back in time Things are totally different Because somehow Another Terminator had gotten Sent back in time and it grew old (laughs) And it helped Sarah Connor Become a total badass But I I totally agree That it does not look like the 80s It looks like modern day So I don't understand how that
2: part works Right uh, and then I feel like they had to include every single Terminator character that we know. It has Kyle Reese, it has John Connor, it has a variation on the T one thousand. It has J.K. Simmons for some reason. I don't know what's going on here.
0: Also, it's called Terminator Genesis. Yeah, what the fuck is that? <laughs> and I heard like people saying, like, "Oh, it makes sense." Like if you know the plot, <laughs> doesn't mean it doesn't sound really stupid.
1: Well, I think with a name like that, and the what my estimation of the plot is, is they want this to be like a new trilogy of movies with uh, Amelia Clark as Sarah Connor and maybe Jai Courtney, maybe not. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> but that's—I think this is like uh, their way of saying uh, we fucked up. We went too far in the future with the Christian Bale one, and so now we can just kind of reboot it and do the same thing over again for like another three or four movies if we want kind of like the Assassin's Creed series of games where at the end of Assassin's Creed 3 you're like finally we're gonna like get the real story and then ever since then they've been like fuck you
2: looks like Justin Lin turned this down (laughs) when they he was offered to direct didn't he just get something um, I don't know. I just find that interesting when someone like him turns it down, and then you you wonder. I think it's currently being directed by the guy who directed Thor: The Dark World, the iconic Thor: The Dark World. That that man's name is Alan Taylor. Star Trek
1: Three. Justin Lin is directing Star Trek Three. Really?
2: Yeah. Huh. And like Simon Pegg's co-writing that, isn't he? Yep. That's interesting. I guess that intrigues me. The direction they're taking that in, unless they give it a totally fucked up title with a weird spelling, Star where no Trek. man has gone before. But there's a four in the title.
1: Oh, that's different.
2: That's, that's different. But it wouldn't be the fourth one. So that's that's so confusing.
0: <laughs> I was gonna say Star Trek Exodice, <laughs> gods and kings. Exodice, gods and Klingons. Yeah.
2: Hopefully, Hollywood executives are listening right now and taking notes because we have good ideas.
0: The best. What's uh, what's another good idea? Actually,
2: (laughs) I don't know if it's a good idea Uh, because now that I'm looking at this, I'm like, was this a like? This feels like a Sean pick to me. Mm-hmm. Uh my number 8 pick is Mad Max Fury Road which is a nice. huge gamble. yeah see that's definitely a shot. Just like
0: maybe it'll be great, maybe it'll be horrible. I don't care, it's awesome.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hell trailer, yeah. The trailer's really good. It's really fun. Um George Miller is returning uh to the Mad Max series after all those Happy Feet movies. <laughs> And it looks like, for the most part, he's—it's a return to form for the series. Uh, pretty much practical effects, very simple pre- um, uh, concept, I guess. I think it's just supposed to be Mad Max is taking, uh, is transporting someone across a wasteland, and that wasteland is just roaming, just like full of bad guys, you know, <laughs> full of dudes with mohawks and machine guns and all sorts of stuff. Uh, and you know, that's basically what the the good Road Warrior movies were. So I don't see any reason why it shouldn't at least be as good as some of those early ones. But then again, I mean, I don't know. George Miller, he's getting old and he'd spent so much time doing Happy Feet movies. Maybe he doesn't know what he's doing anymore. This movie doesn't have Mel Gibson anymore. Though I am a huge fan of Tom Hardy. So that does intrigue me a little bit. And I think I heard when this was being shot, the studio liked how it was looking and actually gave them more money because they're like this is looking pretty sweet here's more money (laughs) so you you'd like to think that's maybe a good sign
1: yeah you know it's one of those movies that was stuck in development hell for a long time i remember hearing years and years ago about like the massive fleet of cars they had built for this movie that were just sitting around because they couldn't actually get this thing into production um and I, I don't know if they like had one script that whole time, or if they've done a bunch of different things. I guess the the most interesting question to me is like, is this going to be? I kind of like dread. It's weird that movie keeps coming up. Uh, in that it's could it be like one of those movies that where it's not really a necessarily a reboot or a sequel. It's just kind of like the same characters, but they're they're different, and it's okay.
2: That's what I'm hoping for. And also what I'm hoping for is, like Dread, Dread was so simple in in premise and so easy to execute, and you could just have a good time watching the action because the plot was so basic. I'm hoping that's the same case here. That'd be great. The trailer is really fun, if you haven't seen it yet. just a bunch of, like, cars and trucks, like, flipping over and shit. (laughs) And, like, cliche classical music. (laughs) Which I think is fitting. It's like, yeah, okay,
1: this is, like, it should be from the 80s, so... Maybe it wasn't as cliche back then To use like these songs You
0: think Brian May's still doing the soundtrack?
2: Oh, that would be so sweet <laughs> <laughs> tween, tween,
0: tween, tween. I feel like there wasn't any guitar In the soundtrack I don't know I, like just, I remember hearing that But I know but, he uh, did it <laughs> Well I don't know It says the music is by Junkie XL <laughs>
2: He's basically the Brian May of our time. Let me look up Junkie XL. Yeah, he looks like... He's basically... He looks like a character in a Guy Ritchie movie. (laughs) Yeah, he does. You want a jam? I'll give you a jam. (laughs) Here we go. Give me a (laughs) beat. I think I just came up with a good idea for the next Guy Ritchie movie. About like a techno or electronic artist. Who's like involved with crime or something. Yeah. That's enough to get him working on the project. <laughs> Guy Some British dude in crime. Huh. <laughs> oh, intriguing. Just
1: gotta get that ball rolling. Uh, speaking of thinking, uh, my my pick for uh, number eight, I think is where we are, is the new Pixar movie Inside Out, which I think is, has, is now coming out ahead of the dinosaur one they were going the the good dinosaur yeah that's right uh, so I guess they're just fucking that thing up uh, but <laughs> inside out looks great uh, looks fun it's about it's a story about a little girl and the voices inside her head which are like her emotions um, like anger and uh, happiness and fear and a couple others <laughs> <laughs> Um <laughs> What's what stood out to me about this? There's like a short little trail you can watch that's charming. Um, the voice cast includes Amy Poehler and Lewis Black and Bill Hader and Mindy Kaling, and uh, of course John Ratzenberger's is probably in there somewhere too. Um, and, it's, and it's directed by Pete Doctor, who is uh, he's great. That guy that guy doesn't fuck around. So um, I'm excited. I haven't been excited about a Pixar movie in a little while since the last one was Monsters University and that was two years ago.
2: I didn't even see that. I don't even know what that's like. I feel like the one
0: before that was Cars 2. No, that was then, Brave
2: in between those. That's right. Brave was kind of a letdown. Yeah. I, think, I think the reasoning behind that is uh, some of the great Pixar movies have, are so high in concept and Brave just kind of felt like a DreamWorks knockoff. It kind of felt like how to train your dragon, but without the dragons, and not as good. I don't know.
1: I really liked Brave, and I didn't care a ton for Frozen, so maybe I'm just off base on these things. But, uh... but you know it's good? Tangled. <laughs> this,
2: that, Wrap your mind around that. How come no one's talking about Tangle? <laughs> I don't know. It got totally ripped off. I think it's way better than Frozen. I think Frozen is pretty bleh. Like, once those troll guys showed up in Frozen... I was like, okay, I'm done. I want to leave.
1: (laughs) That's like the first ten
0: minutes. (laughs) Not a fan of the trolls.
2: No. Anytime a troll shows up in a movie, I'm I'm hesitant. Like, do I need to stay for the rest of this? That's why I have not seen the box trolls.
0: (laughs) Nothing but trolls. I don't think
2: I can take it.
1: That's what made Troll Hunter so good is they kept so much of the trolls off screen for that movie.
2: And they're killing them, too. Yeah.
1: You only see them die.
2: It's okay if they're dying, not if they're singing. (laughs) That's just a good rule to have. Colin, is there singing trolls in your next movie?
0: Uh, It's possible. Um, Okay. (laughs) Anything is possible with my number eight pick, which is Hot Tub Time Machine (laughs) 2. Which... (laughs) You know, the first Hot Tub Time Machine, whatever, it was a passable comedy. It had some good bits in it, even though, like, it was pretty dumb. And (laughs) the next one uh, looks like it'll probably be similarly dumb with, like, a few acceptable jokes in there. Um, I guess I'm just like confused What the deal with Adam Scott is In this movie I think
2: everyone's confused (laughs) They don't explain it in the trailer
0: Not at all Because he's like on the poster With all the other dudes From Hot Tub Time Machine But in the trailer He doesn't show up until like Three quarters of the way in And I'm like What's going on here (laughs) Because he's not like Really replacing John Cusack Even though that's what it kind of seems like but I don't. It's like they go through the whole story in the trailer, and then all of a sudden, like Am Scott's there, and he's like tripping on drugs, and it's like, where did this come from?
2: And if they don't explain it in the trailer, it I feel like it really makes you worry about the strength of the plot to this movie. It doesn't even seem like they attempt to really tell you what's going on. I guess Rob Cordry goes back to colonial times at some point. <laughs> They're just going all over the place. They're they're going crazy with this one.
1: Yeah, that's weird, right? I feel like a big part of the charm with the first one was that it was just mainly like an 80s style movie that was making fun of 80s culture. And now, they, I don't know, are they trying to make jokes about time traveling stuff? Because there's not a great wealth of hilarious time travel bits you can do. Like... As soon as you start talking about time travel, everyone just gets confused and angry. Or maybe that's just me. I forget.
0: <laughs> I think that's more you. Ah. But um, <laughs> like, at least that concept in the first movie, like, kind of has something to do with like the actual characters and how they changed over the years. But like, this one is just going to be just a free for all. <laughs> I don't think it's going to have anything going for it.
2: I did laugh once at the trailer. I think it was a joke where uh, Craig Robinson was all old, and someone said he looked like a lesser Tyler Perry <laughs> character. I thought that was pretty good, but I mean, for all I know, this is a trailer that could have either been the best joke of the movie or not even in the movie <laughs> when I actually see it. If I do, which I won't, well, maybe on Redbox. But yeah, yeah not just
1: calling us all ashamed for wanting to see it. <laughs>
0: Look, it's not out the question. It's possible, like, I could end up seeing a good chunk of this movie, but I'm not going to fucking pay for this shit.
2: I just feel like it was dumb luck that that first one worked out so well with that title <laughs> Did and it that even premise. work out? That,
0: like, I it was, think it worked out fine. It was modestly successful, but I guess, fine. you know,
2: they they want to have the audience continue to grow with these characters, these classic characters. <laughs> Nick oh. Weber and the others well, but not Chankuzeg. Oh. No. John, what's your next movie? My number 7 is Inside Out. Sean, your number 7? <laughs> My number 7 is Jurassic World. Uh
1: push it down again cuz it's a it's a development hell movie where it's like I mean they're just kind of forcing it out at this point. Uh I hope it'll be good. It's directed by Mr. Safety Not Guaranteed, Mr. Like That's All I Ever Did.
0: Give me <laughs> a franchise, Isn't that amazing? please.
1: Um, it's got Chris Pratt, and I just, I don't want to see Chris Pratt fail. <laughs> it's been such a delight watching him in every single movie he's been in. I hope the streak stays alive. Um...
0: You could have a bad movie Early on in your Stardom Brad Pitt bounced back from Beat Joe Black Did he though? Sure look at him He's Brad Pitt
1: I just see Joe th- Black <laughs> That's all you see Every time <laughs>
0: You watch a Brad Pitt movie You just can't unsee
1: <laughs> Stupid like I don't know Alien or whatever you were in that movie
0: I thought he was like blind or something I, I thought he was like the devil <laughs> Is that it? Maybe he's a blind alien devil <laughs> Let's get to the bottom of this What is Meet <laughs> Joe Black about? He's
1: from hell, but a hell on another world and just, you
2: know, Tune in for our review When we finally get down to watching Meet Joe Black <laughs> to just find out what it's about it
0: says A media mogul acts as a guide to death Oh, so we're close. Who takes the form of a young man to learn about life on Earth, and in the process fall in love with his guide's daughter?
2: Okay, <sighs> put that on my uh, most anticipated. It's kind of <laughs> interested. Isn't that movie have a scene that's kind of notorious for being really funny, but it's not supposed to be? Where someone gets hit by a car?
0: <laughs> Maybe this movie is 178 minutes long.
2: Oh my gosh. <laughs>
0: Also, this was directed by Martin Brest. I'm guessing this was like... Yeah, this was was his warm-up for Geely.
2: Jurassic World, I believe, was the film we were talking about. Mm -hmm. Sure. And I think when I first heard about this, I was stoked. Because it sounded like they had the right people involved. They had the right premise, and then I saw that trailer, and there's definitely parts of it I liked, but there's also parts that I was kind of—it seemed like a red flag. Some of the effects look a little wonky. They like there's that uh, water dinosaur. It's it's cool, but it looks kind of weird. And then there's some really stupid dialogue in that trailer. I mean, maybe that's maybe that's just that's it. Like that's the only stupid dialogue, and the rest is just fun. Who knows? <laughs> But that dialogue was, like, really stupid. And Chris Pratt didn't seem like he was supposed to be funny in that trailer. And I feel like that could be a, a big mistake because that's his biggest asset is his humor. And if you're going to take that away and just cast him on the fact that he's kind of buff now, like you could have gone with anybody. You could have gone with Jai Courtney. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm a little nervous, but, I mean... If they were going to make another Jurassic Park movie, this is, I think, how I would want it to at least start out. Like, these are the people I would want involved, and this is the idea I would want. So if this doesn't work, I'm just going to believe it just can't
1: work. It's kind of an interesting cast. Like, I don't hate any of these people, but it's just like a weird assemblage of, like, recognizable names that are okay. Like Bryce Dallas Howard and Vincent D'Onofrio. Um... (laughs) looks like uh, Irfan Con's in it because of course uh, everyone made a big deal about B.D. Wong coming back uh, okay I don't, I don't know why people care about that character from the from the first movie but uh, sh- sure <laughs> I see Lauren Lapkus is in it <laughs> so alright Jake Johnson from The New Girl yeah just the, uh, these are people I enjoy, and I didn't bother to see safety not guaranteed, but John seemed to think it was okay. I like it; it's a good movie. And you know, the other two Jurassic Park sequels were, I think, considered disappointing, but I'm fine with them. If they can, like, just rise above that even a little bit, I think I think I'll be pleased.
2: With J-Dub. Right. I think I'm uh, expecting it to at least be as good as Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Not (laughs) Not Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, but at least as good as Rise of the Planet of the Apes. So that's where my expectation level is at. Fingers crossed. (laughs) Uh,
1: Let's hope so.
0: My uh, number seven has some special effects in it. It is Ted 2. Oh, yeah. Which, uh also like Hot Tub Time Machine, it was a comedy that was just fine. And even more so that Hot Tub Time Machine was, like, really popular for some reason because... Can't keep Seth MacFarlane down. The dude just finds a way to stay relevant, even though all of his references are still from the 80s. And, uh, yep. Don't need to see it.
2: Yes. I'm looking at the the poster, and it's Ted turned around as if he's peeing, and it says, Ted is coming again.
0: So why isn't he coming on the poster?
2: (laughs) Maybe, I mean, I guess that's what he could be doing. It just... (laughs) no who it? like stands and holds like like it just seems like a weird he looks a little too casual the body language is confusing yeah. it doesn't look like
0: he's winking <laughs> why not
1: just have him like sitting on a toilet and then just be like number two
0: <laughs> I'm sure they thought about that but uh, they went with That's this. probably the
2: international Foster
1: oh, too controversial for American eyes
0: mm-hmm
2: but aren't you guys excited this has Liam Neeson
0: in it Of course it does You didn't even need to tell me it had Liam Neeson For you to know it had Liam Neeson (laughs) Ah, It's got Morgan Freeman too And others
1: Yeah well the last one had Patrick Stewart So Who knows
0: You think Morgan Freeman will narrate it instead You think Patrick Stewart Walked away from this franchise
1: I don't think so He's on one of those shows
2: isn't he American yeah. Day. He's got a new show coming out that I think Seth MacFarlane is a producer on too. Patrick Stewart has a new show coming out? I believe so. What was that? Where was that on? Where was that right? Is that a good sentence? Where was that on? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Not a great sentence.
2: <laughs> I guess where did I hear about that? Oh, blunt talk. Is a new series on Stars. I guess that's a network. <laughs> and a British newscaster moves to Los Angeles with his alcoholic manservant and the baggage of several failed marriages to host a sanctimonious, sanctimonious talk show. Ugh.
1: And it stars Patrick Stewart. an impressive. Man in his mid 70s starting a new
2: show. As the it's being created by that. Uh, Jonathan Ames who did Bored to Death Did you guys ever see that show? I saw some of it It was okay So I don't have high expectations for Blunt Talk But I'm glad to see Patrick Stewart is You know, trying out the uh, The sitcom world Maybe he'll have a good time
0: Yeah, I can't find him anywhere in this Ted 2 cast list Which is Pretty fleshed out at this point So I don't know
1: When's this coming out?
0: I don't know, like the yeah. summer, yeah.
1: Uh, Michael Dorn. Is Marky Mark back?
2: Yeah,
0: yeah.
2: Who say <laughs> say uh, the, just hypothetical scenario? Mark Wahlberg, for whatever reason, could not do Ted Two. Who would you pass the torture to? Who's the next choice in a movie like this? To replace Mark Wahlberg,
1: it's probably Channing Tatum
0: or Seth MacFarlane. Yeah. Oh no! He's <laughs> just cast himself.
2: For themselves? That sounds he's horrible! A...
0: <laughs> Plus, he's like voicing Ted, so he's just like, God, that'd be the most annoying thing ever. That's
2: a very Mike Myers type move. I don't like it. Be... I'd much rather see the Channing Tatum version. Yeah. Hopefully he does it and they don't have to give it to Chai Courtney. <laughs> <laughs> Tries to be funny. I feel like
0: that's a guy who is like literally impossible for him to be funny (laughs) like he doesn't know what humor is do
2: you know anything about Jai Courtney
0: not really I just look at him like this is the most boring handsome guy I've ever seen I just
2: like attempting to say
0: his name (laughs) like his name is the most interesting thing about him (laughs) anyways do uh, your guys number sixes have Jai Courtney in them
2: Um, my number six is Jurassic World. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Shut you up. I don't think he said that. Sean, you're number six?
1: Mine is, uh, Night of Cups, the new Terrence Malick movie. I I mean, right now he's slid to have two this year, but, uh, that never turns out. Uh, but this one's coming out real soon. I think it's supposed to be out in February. It's been in post-production since May of last year, so... I want to believe. Um... It's hard to say what this is about, even though I just watched the trailer hours ago. Uh, I can tell you that Christian Bale is the star. He's some sort of, like, playboy guy, looks like.
0: Show business guy. Yeah,
1: trying to figure out, knows what like, love and life and all sorts of the big heavy themes that Terrence Malick is always drawn to uh, in his movies, and... Uh, I still believe in him He's got A pretty cool cast Also featuring Uh Kate Blanchett And uh Some other people Like uh Like Wes Bentley Still giving him A, a shot Jason Clark Down there on the list But I think I saw A shot of him on the, In the trailer So That's cool Uh Antonio Banderas Acting
2: again Haven't seen him In a while Uh Sean He's in that New Spongebob movie <laughs> What new Spongebob movie You haven't seen the trailers yet? There's a new Spongebob movie that's partially live-action, and they're, like, CG.
1: Hmm. See, it's too bad Legend of (laughs) Korra got taken off of TV, because I bet I would have seen that trailer a billion times by now. (laughs) Um, But now I'm just finding out about that. It's too late for it to make my list, sadly. Um, Maybe next year, Spongebob. Do they do those? Is that an annual franchise? I mean, they haven't done a movie since 2005. Alright, well... <laughs> maybe next time you make one, uh, if we're still doing this podcast.
2: 2025? <laughs> so you could put Spongebob 3 at US Anticipated. <laughs> God, what movies do you think will be coming out in 2025? Well,
1: don't we have that Marvel roadmap that goes to, like,
2: 2030? <laughs> Does it go that far? I, I hope not. Hopefully in 2025 we'll finally get... Uh, another Hulk movie. <laughs> yeah, but you know they're just gonna have to recast it. Oh yeah, it'll be God. That's who's gonna be age appropriate for <laughs> ten years? It's a difficult question. It's like who's gonna be like forty,
0: like Miles Teller. Miles Teller,
2: yeah, there you go. Isn't he in Fantastic Four?
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, Everyone'll have forgotten about it by then, though.
2: It's just like everyone kind of forgot that Chris Evans was the Human Torch. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah.
1: That's that's appropriate. Great.
0: Um did, did either of you guys see Terrence Malick's last movie? It's been yeah. on my
1: Netflix queue for two years. All right. It was on my anticipated I, I, movies list of that year.
0: Yeah. I mean I I liked it. It's just like yeah, it could use a little more <laughs> like narrative propulsion, but it's just I don't know. Even when there's not much to hang hang on to plot-wise, I still just like seeing the way he uses his camera. Even if, like, Ben Affleck gives a total non-performance in that movie, which I feel like he was really frustrated by. Yeah. Which, whatever. Yeah, the movie's fine. Ah. It ain't no yeah, I- tree of life, but it's fine.
2: I feel like his movies are at least fun to look at. You know, I, I compare them to pl- like Planet Earth, <laughs> that series, yeah. you know, those documentaries. Those are just those are just pleasant on the eyes. If you guys, so if anything, oh yeah, go ahead. I would just say if, if anything, this will be pleasant on the eyes. That was it. I bet it was not even worth saying. Uh,
1: if you guys are wondering, Knight of Cups. That's a tarot card. It is the card that represents uh, new excitements, particularly of a romantic nature. According to Wikipedia, but if you get the card reversed, it's uh, unreliability and recklessness. I bet uh, Christian Bale's character will be representing both draws of uh, of that card.
2: Interesting theory, but I don't know if I buy it. <laughs> uh,
0: can't imagine I'll have much to say about my number six pick. It is the Transporter Legacy. Which, uh, uh, it's just funny to me, like, they think that the Transporter series is on the level of Jason Bourne, or they're just trying to be Jason Bourne, so they literally just call it the same thing as <laughs> the Jason Bourne <laughs> reboot with Jeremy Renner.
1: Is this a reboot with a new star?
0: Yes, it is. Great. No uh, no Jason Statham in this.
1: It better not be Jai Courtney.
0: Um, It's not I kind of wish it was <laughs> But it's not Who is it? It's Ed Skryne
1: <laughs> Oh
0: Yeah <laughs> He's been in uh, literally nothing He's been on some Game of Thrones episodes But only like three He's done a lot
2: of albums
0: Has he?
2: I think he has rap music <laughs> Oh, and he's in Deadpool. That hasn't come out yet,
0: though. Okay. I don't know. This is one where I'm just like, are they going to put this in theaters? Like, This should be straight to... Video, Netflix, whatever things that don't come out in theaters are odd now. Colin, what you yeah? don't
1: know, because you don't watch Game of Thrones, is that mm-hmm. Ed Screen is the guy... <laughs> One of the few guys in the history of the show whose performance was so bafflingly boring that they recast him <laughs> between seasons.
2: <laughs> oh, wait. Who who he He was play? Dario
1: Naharis in season three before they got the guy from Shimei <laughs> to play him in season four and make him cool again.
2: Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about.
0: Oops. Okay. That ain't no good. So, uh... They got a guy who's like that utterly lacking in charisma to replace I, Jason <laughs> Statham who doesn't have that much charisma himself, but he's got enough. I,
2: I think they're just trying to trick the audience into thinking this is something they want to see. And I, what I mean by that is when you first said transporter, I had to remember what that <laughs> was. I was like, is that that Timothy Ollie fan movie? No, that's Hitman. They are making like, I thought it was Hitman. Right yeah. yeah, but I thought it was that. So, yeah, maybe you guys are saying like how since it has the same, you know, title as Born Legacy, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're trying to make people think that this was a franchise that was good. Or they're <laughs> just
0: like, what, are these <laughs> Transformers? Is that what that
2: is? is? Yeah, like, I think I remember the Transformers movies. Those are good, right? Like, we're, that was a while ago, but those are Legacy. They're making a new one. It must be like pretty good. So let's check it out. <laughs> I think they're just trying to confuse people. <laughs>
0: People yeah, don't remember
2: what that is. Someone take a gasp? I
0: think that was a yawn.
2: Okay, I thought that was like, <gasps> like just another revelation. <laughs> but it was just a... <laughs> I don't know, Colin, this plot on Wikipedia is pretty exciting. In France, Frank Martin delivers anything for money. The... In France. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's... Yeah, that's not
0: that's not much more than the IMDb <laughs> plot synopsis, which is just a reboot of the story of Transporter Frank Martin
1: Oh, so they recast it.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Then why is it called Legacy? This is where the Legacy it's a, began. It's the first. This is, it, yeah, I guess they didn't want to call it the Transporter. The Legacy begins.
1: Transporter Origins. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Is that really that much worse than what it's actually called? It's not inconceivable. Transporter Origins. Or Transporter Reborn.
0: And people are like, born? Like Jason Bourne? <laughs> what if they spelled born like Jason <laughs> Bourne? Transporter born. Oh, man. There you go.
1: I hate it when they give a movie a title That like only makes sense In the context of the series It doesn't make sense in the context of that Individual movie Movie <laughs> uh, Like if they did call it Transporter Reborn and it wasn't a plot About the transporter like Diving into the fountain of youth And being reborn as a young man would <laughs> be like God, this is so stupid <laughs>
2: I want to see your movie. Well, that sounds
0: pretty sweet. Why haven't they done uh, that for a, a reboot yet? Where they just get the actor who's famous for playing the character just to, you know, show up for one day's worth of shooting. And they just have him jump into a you
2: Because they spent all their money on France.
0: Yeah. <laughs> all right? Well, it's an idea cheap. for Rocky Reborn. Rocky Reborn. <laughs> <With> Miles Teller. <Tucker. laughs>
2: not
1: bad not a bad idea if you can put on the muscle sure I'm down
2: okay uh, okay my number five I think that's where we're at right yeah I'm not sure if it's actually gonna come out this Uh-oh. year uh, so it could be one of those movies but it is the upcoming Richard Linklater film that's what I'm talking about and it's set in the 80s and it's about uh, college freshmen who are also baseball players. And it's supposed to be a spiritual sequel to Days and Confused, just like, I guess, in style. Um, there's not a lot on it, so I don't really know what that means yet. But uh, based off what I've told you guys, or if you've already heard of it, doesn't that sound awesome?
0: Yeah, he talked about it a little bit on uh, the WTF with Mark Maron. He was I haven't on, heard that, so
2: yeah. Which Ow, damn I don't it.
0: know that he he didn't really <laughs> describe anything more than you just <laughs> told us. But yeah, sounds cool. I'd like, I like, I like Richard Linklater a lot. Now that I'm thinking about it, the past few movies he's done, it's like I don't know. At this point, this guy might be like one of my favorite directors going now. Um, so yeah, mm-hmm. I'm excited.
2: I mean, Days and Confused is my favorite. I think my favorite of his films. So mm-hmm. to say that it's in that vein, like cut from the same cloth, that sounds really exciting. And I, I love the fact that he ties in baseball a little bit there too.
0: Yeah, I mean that'll sure have a nice
2: Texas flavor to it.
0: That was kind of the uh, pitch he gave: was that it's kind of about jocks, but it's about jocks that are kind of smarter than your typical movie jocks, a little more wisecracking, I guess. Which sounds like an interesting angle. That's what I'm talking about. That's
2: what I'm talking about. I hope as Matthew McConaughey as an older version. Wooderson just kind of showing up. And he's,
0: that's just the last shot of the movie is him showing up and just be like, that's what I'm talking about.
2: <laughs> Come on, guys. We are Marshall. Though I think that movie's about football. Yeah. It doesn't sound like... Just just trying to do a tie-in. Football. And I think it takes place before that is, doesn't it? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> that was a... I should have thought about that a little bit more (laughs) before I threw that in there. I don't think people need any more We Are (laughs) martial jokes. It's not a particularly funny subject. (laughs) I'm going to apologize for that. And I think we're going to move on to Sean, your number five. My
1: number five is Spectre, a.k.a. James Bond 007. Spectre. Maybe... (laughs) Actually, it's just listed as Spectre on Wikipedia.
2: I think it's just Spectre.
1: Um, Sam Mendes is back after killing it with Skyfall. Um, I guess this is going to be the big, like, let's delve into quantum and all these evil threads that have been kind of pulling along the last couple James Bond movies Um, I don't know if they're actually going to go for like a deep continuity or if that's just a service level thing but I do know it means that Christoph Waltz will be in here as the villain which is great uh, because who else like there are a few actors that are so obviously born to play a Bond villain at some point (laughs) Mike Myers obviously like why hasn't that happened so good
0: would he just be Dr. Evil? No, he'd have to
1: be very, very different.
0: Oh, so like Gold Member? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Wouldn't that be insane if you're watching a James Bond movie and they're about to reveal the villain and he's just like, I like gold. <laughs> like your mind would explode.
2: Uh, yeah. Interesting to think about, though, if these movies ever got as ridiculous as even past James Bond movies. Well, maybe that's what's going to happen.
0: <laughs> I don't
2: think so. I noticed they have the same writing team back, which I'd say is very good. Wise decision. I think John Logan's involvement in the last one seemed to be pretty a pretty big, pretty big deal. Yeah, pretty, yeah, it was uh, a pretty good movie. Uh, I think it was one of my favorites of that year. That was, I love Skyfall. And I, th- I think they're just trying to keep the good times rolling. I mean,
1: they brought back a lot of the people that made that movie work. We've got uh, Naomi Harris back as a Money Penny. Sorry, spoiler alert uh, for people who haven't seen Skyfall yet. Uh, also, another spoiler: Ray Fiennes going to be back as M, new M, M two, M squared. Uh, yes,
0: I look forward to seeing Ray Fiennes as Eb.
1: It's it's not Ray. It's Rafe.
0: Ugh Fuck this
1: <laughs>
0: I only did that because I called him Ralph Fides on the last podcast. And now you're telling me it's Rafe. Fuck he's Ralph to me all right. I like you Ralph Fides. You're a good actor. But I'm not I'm not going there with you. Who else is returning? i that young Q guy. Yeah,
1: young Q's back. Maybe he'll have a
2: chance to prove himself. Finally. Paddington. Yeah. <laughs> that guy Paddington? <laughs> Not Paddington is in this movie. I'm pretty <laughs> sweet, the <wind> too. He's <laughs> like, a James board.
0: we've paired you up with a new a new partner. Do you guys think Ted Two's going to have any Paddington jokes? I bet it will. <laughs> Didn't Ted 1 have a Paddington joke? It had to. I mean, they got to,
2: you know, make fun of any other bear-related thing in, in media. Yeah. If you're, if they? you're doing a bear Did comedy.
1: Did Bears joke?
2: I'm sure it involved, like, yeah, rape or something. Something really in bad taste. <laughs> Yikes. That sounds like something they do. But I don't think Paddington is Inspector, uh, unless it's the big twist. And I hope that that's not the case, because this sounds good. Yeah, it sounds like yeah they're just like you're saying they're just keeping that ship a rolling. You know, they're like everything worked out so well in the last one. Let's not you know change it too dramatically. Just kind of stay the course and go with what works. Let's bring in another like
1: really great actor who we know can play a fantastic villain. Let's get Dave Bautista to play a henchman because sure. He deserves that chance after Guardians of the Galaxy. I mean, he can do that. Of
2: course. (laughs) If the Fancy Island guy can be a Bond henchman, I think Dave Bautista can handle it. Uh, That has to be like the worst Bond henchman, though. Knickknack, or whatever his name was. We watched that one.
0: Sure did. Yeah. Never forget. Yeah, how could you ever forget...
2: I know exactly what you're talking about. And for anyone who doesn't understand that reference, go go find out what that means. Go on a quest. Be, you will enjoy You should hard. tell
1: them that the movie we're talking about is The Man with the Golden Gun.
2: It is The Man with the Golden
1: it, Gun. You can at least give them that hint. They can't just search James Bond.
2: They could to search James Bond knickknack. Alright. I'm going to search James Bond. Uh I think I got it. I think it's this one right here. I'm going to see if this is the right clip. <laughs> I just typed in James Bond <laughs> with like 20 e's. <laughs> no, this isn't it. Well,
0: so much for that plan. Mm-hmm. I could give you a a better clue to Google, but I don't want to tip off our conspirators. No,
2: no way. No, this is a no-spoiler no zone. Yeah. I
0: um, so I guess we're on to my number five, right? Right. Which is uh, Entourage, the movie. Which, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't really know much about Entourage other than that it's just a show that douchebags watch. Because <laughs> it's about douchebags, from what I can tell. I watched, All accurate. I, I watched the trailer, and... It, uh, yeah it just looks like a bunch of douchebags Being douchebags And I guess Mark Wahlberg's In it
2: Well you know the story behind Entourage right Yeah cause it's
0: like yeah. Based on him Becoming a star and having an entourage Right Despite just being like a, just a Dude from Boston But these guys are like from the Bronx See cause they changed it a little bit
2: Nice <laughs> uh, That's like the yeah. biggest
1: change you could make Boston to New York, might as well change him from Earthling to space alien. <laughs>
0: okay, mm-hmm. good, good point. So I don't know if they're like breaking the fourth wall,
2: just for that one scene, probably. Probably,
0: it's not like Mark Wahlberg's in the whole movie teaming up with guy that stars at Entourage, Adrian something. Grinnier,
2: grinnier, <laughs> rare. Yeah, Does that sound like a name.
0: Yeah, that's the name I was thinking of. <laughs> also, Matt Dillon's brother. Oh sure, Kevin Dillon. Gotta have him in there because he's a character on this show that I've never seen. <laughs> but
2: Con aren't you excited for all these cameos? There's like twenty cameos. <laughs> Everyone from Russell Wilson to Liam Neeson. <laughs> and for some reason, most of the Dewey England Patriots. Yeah, those
0: are all people that I, I pretty much get enough of at this point. I don't think I guess that's a pretty good seeing point. the Entourage movie will give me my fix.
2: What about the fact that it has Haley Joel Osment? Ooh. I think he was in the trailer briefly. Yeah. Like Billy Bob Thornton's son. Yeah. <laughs> That sounds like a way more interesting movie. <laughs> That's deep... The relationship of those two characters.
0: Yeah. Billy Bob Thornton's so cool, but, like, Joel Osmond seems pretty lame now. Seems like a good guy, but he's just like, he's not Billy Bob Thornton cool.
2: You know, I'd be curious to see Entourage just uh, because of the fact that I've never seen the show to see if, like, I could actually still watch it and understand it and, like, you know, just in, I mean, I hesitate I, I enjoy, to enjoy it for what it is. I just, I wonder what that experience would be like. Or, like, if I saw the Sex and the City movie. I don't know if I've ever done that, seen a movie version of a TV show without seeing the TV show. TV show. I wonder if that works. I don't think it would. I don't know. Because I don't know if this is just like its own new thing or if it's like a companion piece. Like, I don't really know. I, I guess it's just a sequel to the. Crappy douchebag show. I, I guess I can't even say it's crappy. I've never seen it. Maybe it's great. Maybe we've been in the, in the wrong all these years. Mm-hmm.
0: The douchebags have been right. <laughs> They've been right. It's actually
2: like a really sensitive, well written show. But I don't, think so. I don't know. Uh, number four. My number four is Spectre. Sean, your number four. <laughs>
1: Y'all just a little more excited than me about these movies.
0: <laughs> a little more.
1: Well, I don't think that'll be true for my number four, which is, of course, Furious 7. I don't know why I didn't just put it at seven.
0: <laughs> or one. Or <Number>
1: one. Uh, <laughs> so it's the only movie that I'm like pre-ordering the tickets for right now. <laughs> uh, it's going to be interesting to see how they handle... All the weirdness surrounding the fact that Paul Walker died while filming only about half of this movie um,
0: it looks like all of the scenes of him are him almost dying yeah
1: that's that sure does seem weird like that, they even put that, that in the trailer bit. where he's yeah. like almost dying a couple times and it's like oh <laughs> shit is one of those just gonna go wrong yeah <laughs> Maybe, maybe that's the best thing they could do, is just have him die tragically, because that's what happened in real life, or maybe that's horribly insensitive, it probably is pretty insensitive, but this movie's got a lot going for it, aside from that real life weirdness, I mean, look at the uh, the return of Lucas Black, finally, beloved actor Lucas Black from Tokyo Drift. <laughs> He's just been.
2: Thank God you said that Tokyo drip, it. I had literally no he's idea. He's just been waiting
1: about. for a chance to, to make a difference. I mean, he was in 42. Uh, he was in Get Low, but the, the times have been tough, and now he's back, finally, part of the team. Uh, Iggy Azalea will be showing up, the pop star. Azalea. What's, okay. Uh, <laughs> Kurt Russell's in this one. Uh, Jason Statham, who we already talked about Just, you know, brings that charisma Jason Statham, <laughs> irreplaceable uh, Jaiman Hatsu, Again, one of the most distinct and memorable actors in Hollywood <laughs> This is just, it's gonna be off the chain Is
0: this supposed to be Ali G? <laughs> is he in this?
2: Or is he an Entourage
0: I feel like Entourage would be more more likely <laughs> the, that mid two thousands HBO crossover. Right. Look, I don't
2: actually know what this new movie is about. So at some point, if you don't watch the trailer,
0: <gasps> no, I I'm surprised Sean hasn't disowned you as a friend.
1: You gotta watch that trailer, man. It's crazy. <laughs> oh, they skydive cars. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yep. They skydive cars. What do you mean? Like they have a plane? They drive
1: cars out of an airplane that's a thousand feet up in the sky. Because it, wow, it wasn't enough in the last movie <laughs> that they drove airplanes out of an airplane that was on. They drove cars out of an airplane that was on a runway. So like this time it's like okay, now we got to put that plane in the sky. They're gonna fly out of it, land on the road, and then race probably like fifteen tanks or something. Once they land on the ground. Michelle Rodriguez, hey. part of the main cast again, that's that's a good thing. Um, you know, Wonder Woman's gone, but I think they'll be okay without her. They've got enough star power. <laughs> I mean, there was, a, there, there was a lot of debate if The Rock was going to be back for this one or not, and uh, he's definitely in it. And he, uh, in the trailer, he has a cast covering his entire arm, and he says something like, time to go to work, and he just flexes, and the cast explodes off his arm. So... <laughs> I'm, it's as good as movie making gets, right? This is
0: no, it, no. That's but...
1: like this is why we invented art so that we could see that. Um, the one, the only thing to really be concerned about is um, they gave over directing duties to James Wan, um, who you know he did the Conjuring. People like that one, right? That's fine, he also did saw just I think he just directed the first song.
2: I think he did the first did he do the first two well, he definitely did the first one, <laughs> yeah, you're right. his track record's been fine, except for that puppet movie, but I don't see any puppets in this so far and
1: John, you know if this movie does well, Patrick Wilson's showing up in the
0: next one
2: <laughs> yeah I mean, that sounds about right
0: <laughs> I like think it does, but it's like why?
2: It's like corporate douchebag.
0: <laughs> it's like, I'm just trying to make some money off of these cars.
2: Ugh, oh, the
1: son of a bitch. That yeah. ludicrous will punch him in the face at some point.
2: They'll all punch him <laughs> at the same time.
0: <laughs> all, all 30 of them will punch him at the same time. <laughs> They'll all run, like, and he'll just explode. It'll, yeah, he'll <laughs> fucking die. Like, so bad. Like a blood fountain. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past them. I could imagine them included.
2: If you were
1: like going that. to be punched in the face by the entire uh, Fast and Furious crew, would you want like Vin Diesel at the at the front and the Rock at the back, or would you put them both at the back, both at the front? Like, how do you space those two out?
0: In my mind, it's like a circle. They're all around him, and then they just punch him, and it explodes like a mushroom cloud above the circle. <laughs> That's kind of what I was picturing. Because not
2: everyone can go up for the face. they're just not a room. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh,
2: but I'd rather have the big, the heavy guys, the, the big guys <laughs> hit first because I'm going to die. So at least get, get it over with fast. Don't start me off with like Lucas Black or whatever his name is. That guy you said. <laughs>
1: The plot, if you were wondering, is. um, I wasn't, but. Jason Statham is the brother of Luke Evans, the villain from the last movie, and he's out for revenge. Yeah. That's all you need. Okay. They're going to drive real fast. Revenge. Are they going to drive real fast in your next (laughs) anti pick?
0: Actually, probably because it is called "Alvin and the Chipmunks for Road Chip." <laughs> what does that continuing mean? the trend? Road Chip, Road like trip, trip. like trip. But chi- is one of them named Chip? I don't think any of them were named Chip. Alvin Oh, it's Alvin, Simon, <laughs> no,
2: it's Alvin and Simon and Theodore.
0: Road Chip. And they're Chipmunks. Like, yeah, that makes sense. Like, okay. They just took the first part of the word. I didn't know nothing about this movie, but it's just like, why... How did we take Alvin and the Chipmunks this far? Like, it was a novelty record that was based around the idea where it was like, oh, look, we can speed up the voices and they sound like... Like, it sounds kind of funny, like it could be a chipmunk or something. And this is a novelty that is not... Impressive in any way at this point It was cool in like 1958 But somehow we have these Characters 50 years later Going on a yeah. road Chip
2: Yeah that's funny to think about Like, What is the appeal of Alvin the Chipmunks What sets that them, them apart from other characters And yeah that's it It's that they have funny voices Like that's the strength of their Franchise <laughs> That's pretty lame. Yeah. Let's see. Is there anything actually about Roadship? Like, any
0: information? Are they, they, they're keeping it pretty under wraps. It's, I think so. They're playing pretty close <laughs> to the vest. Yeah, on 9BB is just, plot is unknown.
2: Does it have a poster? But I'm sure it all come out You can out just guess point.
0: what the poster is.
2: Are any of the actors? Um, back? It's them, like, hitchhiking.
0: <laughs> That's pretty good. But it's like a blue background. Just all blue. Maybe there's a road.
2: Uh, the sky's blue, Colin, so that checks out.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> checks out. Okay, thank you. And it m- may or may not have David Cross in it, because... I get it. He does those because he picks up a paycheck, and then, like he says, he can use that to fund his own project, so I'm cool with it. What
0: him. does he do in those movies? Is he- He's, I thought
2: he was a bad guy. Because like, the thing about the, uh, the story, <laughs> to have the chip books is that they're like a group, right, that... Some guy named Dave discovered, yeah, <laughs> so I assume at least in some of the movies he's trying to help them with their music career, and I'm gonna assume I feel like David Cross is a like bad music executive guy, but I don't think they've all been about that, so but I feel like he's
0: been in most of them <laughs> um I don't know. the only question is, will Jason Lee reprise his role as dave has he has he been in all of them?
2: I don't know. Was he in the last one, or has he already been replaced? <laughs> He's probably he's probably in it. Probably. I'm, I'm gonna check. I'm gonna verify that though, because I don't know. Isn't who's the main? Who are the voice of the chipmunks? Not that it matters, but I feel like they did get cele- like kind of celebrities to do the voices, even though it doesn't matter. It's Justin Long. Yeah, Justin right?
0: Long is Alvin. Matthew Gray Goobler is Simon. And Jesse McCartney is Theodore? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Those yeah. other two.
2: Oh, I know that. Well, I know those. He, uh, Jesse McCartney he was like a Tiger Beat guy. Was oh, he that? But, like,
0: Jesse McCartney?
2: But like in 2004, like this is all he's got now are these movies. Wow, what this is
0: big song. Um. <laughs> I
2: don't know. Road chipping? <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh,
0: beautiful soul that was it beautiful soul yeah something like that and matthew gray
2: goobler is that guy who's like the weird friend in uh 500 days of summer but not the one that's married to christina Hendricks. the other guy okay looks like he could be in the strokes not the little no what no not the little girl he's like on some stupid kind of familiar show some n- numbers or something or um, criminal
0: minds Yeah, he's on criminal minds one of those bullshit shows 224 <laughs> episodes <laughs>
2: fuck god damn it's, it's crazy when you hear something about that like a show you've never seen it just
0: stays on the air
2: <laughs> all right oh and Jason Lee was in shipwrecked I finally got that all figured out sorry it took me so long
0: it's okay oh, I didn't check to see if David Cross is in shipwrecked I just remembered today he Back was. in 2008 when Sean was like Have you guys seen the poster For the Alvin and the Chipmunks movie It will ruin your life <laughs> <laughs> That's good, that's a good story and then I remember seeing it I was like yep, that's pretty bad It's just like a big Big Jason Lee head looking at Chipmunks that have like hip hop gear on
1: Oh yeah, that fucking thing
0: Hmm.
2: You know, that's funny, because I definitely have a distinct memory of the first album, the Chipmunks movie, coming out. And when we were in a movie theater, I don't know what we were seeing, but there there's a trailer and it's setting up, the, the one of the greatest bands of all time. And then, like, some teenagers next to us said, The Doors? <laughs> <laughs> Which is a terrible guess. I mean, they already have a movie, for <laughs> one thing. But it, didn't that really look like it was going to be a Doors movie? <laughs> There you go. Two Alvin and the Chipmunks uh, stories.
0: I bet we we're seeing Wally. Just my guess. It's a kids' movie that came out in 2008, and I've kind of managed yeah. to avoid all the other Alvin and the Chipmunks trailers, just from not seeing be. kids' movies. Uh. Anywho, number three. Number
2: three. Number 3. Oh my god, the pressure. My number 3 is a movie I don't know much about, but it sounds pretty neat and that's Tomorrowland. Really? Oh, I believe that comes out. Let me open the Wikipedia so I don't remember anything Scott about George it. Got George Clooney. That right? comes Yeah, it's George Clooney comes out in May, Bradbird. Uh and I guess it's based off the Disneyland attraction. I'm not sure to what extent. Uh, the trailer just kind of had a girl with like a was it a magic ring or something? It's been yeah. a while since I saw it, but it sounded interesting. And it's got a lot of people involved that I like: George Cooney, Brad Bird, Damon Lindelof co-wrote the script, so I assume it's very. I guess it's probably not that cerebral, but it you know it's probably more clever than you would you know you usually expect a movie like this to be. Something called Tomorrowland, based off of a ride. I mean, has Brad Bird done a bad movie? I don't think he so.
0: He hasn't done that many movies, but... Uh, but they've all been, they've all been great, track right? Track
2: record's good, yeah. Track record's good. And for some reason, I like the fact that this movie is originally called 1952, which makes me think it'll kind of have a, a retro approach to its, uh, its technological world, you know, maybe like a kind of weird 50s version of sci-fi. And that sounds really neat. I think there's like a robot girl character in this, but I... Having trouble finding that information now. Hey, George Clooney as a grizzled inventor. Grizzled, mm-hmm. you say? Grizzled—that is what I said. And I think Hugh Laurie is the bad guy. Is he also? Be interesting. Grizzled? It does not it does not say whether or not he's grizzled. It, you would think so. Just two grizzled
0: guys <laughs> facing off.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. I I feel like it's
0: been a while since George Clooney's really done like a mainstream studio movie, right? He's a guy that kind of just does does smaller stuff that he likes. Yeah. But, uh, you know, he's a movie star. He should should, uh, try being a movie star more often.
2: He certainly got the, the chops and the looks. I guess he did Gravity. Oh uh, yeah, but it's it's small. Yeah. Uh yeah, I mean I don't think there's much to say about Tomorrowland because it seems like they're keeping it pretty under wraps. Uh, which is fine. It gets me. It gets me interested. I mean, you can just go to Tomorrowland. You
1: know what it's about. It's like Star Tours part, and then there's like.
2: You think this is gonna have Star Tours <laughs> in it? The
1: one where you're like in the room with the alien. Is that in Disney Space Mountain, Space Mountain? Where you can't see anything. You can't see anything except for like the beams, which are which feel like they're super close to your head.
2: Yeah, you feel like if you move, you're going to get your head chopped <laughs> off, which I think has happened.
1: Maybe not on that ride, but definitely at Disneyland. Did so you guys hear that there was like a measles outbreak at Disneyland? Because all these kids aren't getting vaccinated anymore because their parents are idiots who think that vaccinating their kids will give them autism.
2: Oh, no. So now that's just like a center for every disease, every kid yeah, disease. It's the dumbest thing in the world.
1: Everything that's so fucked up, that's so hard to fix. Here's like something real easy, like just get your kid vaccinated, and we're still fucking that up. At bad. least we still got Sunny D. <laughs> what <laughs> you don't like Sunny D
2: I had something
1: uh, yeah I like <laughs> Sunny <some> D <laughs> yeah so I guess you got like a child in the house
0: I don't think it's technically juice it I... doesn't seem like it is
2: or orange juice I mean I think it's I was looking at the label and it's like orange flavored punch <laughs>
0: drink Drink. <laughs> Try to choose their words carefully. It's, it's been a while since so I've had. <laughs> Still good though.
2: D. Still got vitamins for you. It may, even if it's not technically orange juice, mm-hmm. just like Pringles aren't technically chips. Doesn't mean it ain't good for you. Wow.
0: I don't know that chips are traditionally good for you.
2: <laughs> traditionally, but in some cases. Like uh, I I could go in depth. Like, I have some examples like kale, to back me kale up. Chips, or I was thinking of those uh, Terra chips.
0: I don't know what that is.
2: They're like made from like this is made from.
0: Oh no, I know what roots, those are. Yeah,
2: roots and and potatoes found in
0: the Himalayan mountains. <laughs> I wish this is what their conversions were like. <laughs> I
1: I just like the idea that potatoes are healthier because they're
2: farther away. (laughs) (laughs) They're away from all the chemicals, Sean. They're just, you know, they're up in the mouth. They're away from all the kid diseases. It's true.
1: I can't argue with science. But can your number
2: three pick
1: argue with science? Well, it's sort of science in that there's a number in its title, and that number is eight, because it's the eighth movie by Quentin Tarantino, The Hateful Eight. Uh, The script got leaked a while ago And they were like I don't want to make this movie anymore But then later Quentin changed his mind
0: <laughs> I don't know why it's so funny It's a good impression It's <laughs> good yeah. Continue
1: So uh, it's coming out in November Uh, It's got a, an all-star cast Like Kurt, Kurt Russell From Furious 7 uh, is there any other Furious 7 overlap? I don't think so. You wish. Jennifer Jason Lee might show up in a Furious movie at some point. As, like, someone's mom. <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, I don't know much about this. Except that the poster has horses on it. That looks cool. Uh, like... It's, yes. it's it's set in cowboy times. It's eight people who I'm guessing like don't really get along with each other. Uh, I don't know if they're all just trying to kill each other or if they all are being like forced to work together. Because uh, I didn't go see that weird like script reading they did, and I didn't just steal
2: the script off the internet. No. So uh, i I read I read part of it. Oh no! They made it available. I'm <laughs> part of the problem. I can tell you, though, that I read the first five pages and it was really good. There you go. The opening scene was great. I think Samuel Jackson's kind of the main character from what I got from the script. Him and Kurt Russell seem to be the leads mostly. And that's awesome. Like, when's the last time Samuel Jackson started in a movie? Like, as the main character, if he is.
0: Lakeview Terrace? (laughs) Lakeview Terrace?
2: Yeah. That's good. See, so it works. (laughs) It's been a while.
1: Yeah, like, I'm looking at the actual... The cast is pretty old, except for Channing Tatum. Like everyone else is in their 50s, at least. Well, I don't know. Walton is probably in his 40s.
2: Yeah. I have a funny cast-related story to Hateful okay. Eight. Uh, I, I tweeted it a while back, but I didn't really explain it. Basically, I went on to Wikipedia... Uh, I guess I can look at when I did that. On January 7th... <laughs> Uh, just to look up the Hateful Eight page, see if there's any updates over there. And the cast was all fucked up. Someone had gone in there and totally messed around with, all, like, who was in it. And I was like, "This is, is this really the cast? This is the cast? And they went to IMDb, and it was different. It's, it was the real cast on IMDb. And then I was it's like, okay, so this is just a joke. And I should have got it right away because it had, like, uh, Tara Reid, <laughs> Dustin Diamonds, uh, Corey Feldman, and Carson Bailey. <laughs> We're all members of the cast.
0: Oh, I'd love to see Carson Daly act. He'd be so bad.
2: Let's see. Carson Daly was playing the part that is actually being played by uh, Walton Goggins. <laughs> like
0: Carson so. Daly, try to be racist.
2: You just assume that about a Walton Goggins part, don't you?
0: <laughs> Pretty much at this point.
2: I mean, when has he not been a racist character? <laughs>
1: You know, I wouldn't really call his character on the shield racist, but I do remember there's a scene where he calls the black guy the N word, so I guess he was at least mildly racist <laughs> in the shield. <laughs> but
2: yeah, Sean, I'm with you on this one. This sounds promising. Uh, I know people weren't like not everyone was super crazy about Django, but I I had a pretty good time. Maybe even if it was maybe self indulgent and kinda long. Uh I'm totally on board for Tarantino. In his current state, seems like he's having a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, I feel like everybody's all about Django. I'm the only one. Maybe you're just thinking of me with your. Brain. I'm probably just thinking of yeah. you,
2: yeah, because I really like Django. I had a lot of fun with it. And this just kind of seems like more of that, and that's great because for me, Django probably could have been like another hour, and I still have been having
0: pretty good time. Yep. So th- don't feel that way at all <laughs> Maybe this will be his chance To make a good western That's that's my point of view on this uh, Should I move on to my number three? Yeah It is Pixels <laughs> yeah. I don't know much about this movie um, When I first heard about it uh, I was like, okay They're doing something related to 80s video games, but now it just feels like they're just totally trying to leech off of that nostalgia and brand recognition to make a movie that seems totally generic and like it's been made a million times because it's about video (laughs) video game experts who are recruited by the military to fight... Giant 1980s era video game characters who have attacked New York City. So it's just like a dumb disaster movie with giant pixelated Pac-Mans and centipede monsters thrown in there. It is directed by Chris Columbus, who, I like, you could probably say he's never directed a good movie, but, uh, no. Yeah. Tom Alone's fine. That first Harry Potter's probably fine. I don't really remember.
2: He wrote. Grimmies. That's true. So he's been involved. He's been, involved. He's been near a fucking
1: minute. You son of a bitch! Didn't he direct Mrs. Doubtfire?
0: <laughs> that movie's not like actually. I good. will
1: shoot you with a gun.
0: <laughs> really,
1: Mrs. Doubtfire. Is one of our most beloved films We just talked about this a few podcasts ago I
0: don't know that we said it was one of our <laughs> oh, this is, Mrs. Doubtfire is good It's good for what it is I don't want to go down this route Anyways Pixels uh, It's got the Adam Sandler Uh Have you guys seen any screenshots for this movie? Uh, yeah. Have you seen that one where they're just, like, walking down a hallway in spacesuits? Yeah, Yeah, that's the one.
2: Peter Dinklage is one of them. Yeah, and he's
0: got, like, a mullet, and he's like, what's up?
2: Uh, Sounds hilarious. (laughs) Yeah. What I don't understand, wasn't this already the plot to a Futurama episode? You remember there's that one where, like, they're all kind of, like, imagining scenarios, and Fry's, like... You know, I, I wonder what life would be like if it was more like a video game. And then all these 80s video game characters start attacking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this is the same thing, basically, but with Adam Sandler.
0: And Josh Gad.
2: And now it's feature length. That was just like a 10-minute thing. Not even that. As part of a they longer episode. Yeah, that. it was probably like eight minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and that went as far as it could have gone. Yeah, But now we have this. Which is, you know, as much as I want to uh, to believe that it could be good because, oh, well, it's got video games. I like video games. But, I mean, come on. Chris Columbus working alongside Adam Sandler doesn't really sound like a recipe for success. Have we made it clear that Kevin James is also in this?
0: <laughs> Forgot to <laughs> oh, mention. Oh, as the president. Yes.
2: <laughs> okay. I, that sounds funny, but probably not for the mm. right reasons. You know. This is based on a Oh, it's a sh- animated short film. That it was that it was a book. <laughs> okay, maybe that's worth checking out, but not this. But we'll see this summer.
0: Yeah, just still waiting on that trailer.
2: That should be interesting. All right, my number two is that. I think that's where mm-hmm. we're at. Is the Hayflate Sean? Your number Avengers:
1: two. The Age of Ultron. It's got the Pinocchio song in the trailer, but so help me God, that better not be in the movie.
2: (laughs)
0: Moving on, Colin. What Pinocchio song?
1: (laughs) The I've Got No Strings On Me song, the Pinocchio.
2: I keep hearing everybody mention that, but I don't really remember that song. Well, I don't remember
1: that song either, but it was made very clear to me thanks to the internet that it was
2: from Pinocchio. (laughs) Yeah, it's Pinocchio. (laughs) Okay. Uh...
0: (laughs) All right. Uh my number 2 is 50 Shades of Grey, which is rolling into theaters in about 2 weeks for Valentine's Day. Um yeah. This is not going to be good.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's a pretty popular book series, but they don't Is think... it a series? There's 3 books? Oh hmm. my god. So, if this does well, which it definitely has the potential to... It
0: seems like something that would do well.
2: I mean, it opens on Valentine's Day. I don't think it's opening against anything that could potentially dethrone it.
0: It's just weird, because this movie is not going to be, like, romantic. It's about, like, whipping people.
2: (laughs) So, what? Like To my understanding, he's Christian Grey. It's like some wealthy douchebag mm-hmm. who like can't really love something like that, but he's like all into like weird S and M shit. Yeah. And somehow he gets involved with some woman named Anastasia Steele. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. She's like a reporter or something. She's like writing an article on him. So she's interviewing him, uh, just piecing this together from the trailer And then he's like, I got some secrets that I want to show you. And then he just, like, opens up a whole, like, room of, like, whips and S&M shit. That's like, yeah. yeah. (laughs) I I just wonder at what point in the movie that happens. Are we just going to have, like, a bunch of incredibly, like, tame (laughs) S&M scenes? I don't know.
2: You know it's funny? I didn't know until recently. Sean, you may know this because you know things about the internet. That Fifty Shades of Grey was originally um, developed from Twilight fan fiction.
1: Oh, yeah. Did you guys know yeah, this? I nope. feel like I heard that.
2: Someone wrote this. I guess it was the writer of, of Fifty Shades of Grey. Started this as Twilight fan fiction called Master of the Universe. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it was just Twilight, but with like more like sex and like I guess S&M shit oh. and then that person wanted to publish it but couldn't and then just changed it into this so Fifty Shades of Grey is Twilight fan fiction. the movie uh, isn't that weird
1: I wonder if it was one of those fan fictions where you like write yourself into the story where like the author of this like wrote herself like meeting like I don't know Taylor Lautner or whoever <laughs> And then, like, (laughs) letting him tie her up and stuff. Because that just, like, really got her off, just to think about that. Or if this was a more literary effort than that. I don't know.
2: But it's funny to think about how, like, oh, Twilight's finally done, yet somehow it lives on in, like, a series that seems even worse.
0: The thing I just don't like to think about is, like... You know, on Valentine's Day, there's going to be at least several lonely dudes that go to this movie and possibly jerk off in the theater. <laughs> <laughs> Why was oh, that? The... No. What? I, was, I, didn't think, I didn't think that's the direction you were going in that. Yeah. It's not the.
1: I mean, the narrative about the book was that, like, <laughs> stay-at-home moms were, like... Getting off on
0: it, yeah, but I just lonely dudes. That dudes, but I get it. It's like those kind of. There are those lonely guys that go to movies alone. I feel like there're gonna be, gotta be some of them out there that are like. I guess this is what I'm gonna see.
2: But they're also like those dudes that don't know that like pornography exists, so they're just like, oh, the blurred lines music video is so hot.
1: (laughs) Gotta play a solo game of uh, Rock'em Sock'em Robots.
0: Never heard anyone say that actually.
2: <laughs> Ew. But I'm what I'm worried about. I mean, I don't really know much about the series, and I think it ends on a good note. I'm going to assume that people die. Uh, <laughs> I guess that's a good note for people who don't like the sound of this. But I mean, like he, she teaches him to love. I assume is. I don't know. Maybe that's not how it ends. But uh, I'm it's, assume that's, that's kind how of the plot of
1: Secretary, isn't it? That Maggie Gyllenhaal movie. <laughs>
2: Yeah. yeah, you're right. Here I'm going to go and find out how this ends so we can f- we can see the arc of this. Cuz what I'm worried about is if this most this first movie is mostly him being a douche, that couples are going to go to this or like maybe some people are going to like I want to be with a douchebag like this guy. <laughs> you know, like if it's going to be a bad yeah. influence on relationships. Like, maybe I should Where's s- my Christian? Maybe Ray? I should
0: smack my girlfriend around in the bedroom a little more. <laughs>
2: Shades Gray Party. <laughs> uh, yeah, so let's uh, let's find out how these end. What's the What are the other ones called? Fifty Shades Freed is the third one. That's a weird name. Freed.
1: So they didn't just keep the gray thing as their naming gimmick. They went with the Fifty Shades as their. <laughs>
0: Nothing the series did was graceful. Clearly, because he could have just done the next it one. Sounds like,
2: in a gray area, and that's like kind of mm-hmm. sexy, maybe. Yeah. But nope. It sounds like the uh, the s- series ends with them like getting married and they're happy. Yeah, I'm. You seem to be really harsh on this. I'm sure that they're
1: t- t- trying to portray a perfectly consensual. Uh. Intimate relationship that you know people are into just because it's perhaps unusual compared to the type of stuff that people are used to seeing uh, in books and, and in movies. Although certainly not on the internet. On the internet, this sounds extraordinarily tame. <clears throat> um, and yeah, that's not my Christian. It was the, the rallying cry I heard. This guy sucks. But I don't know.
2: What about number ones? Number one. I don't think it's any surprise that my number one most anticipated movie for 2015 is Star Wars 7 Force Awakens. I mean, how could it not be? I mean, we grew up, uh, I guess, pretty much every... uh, Kid grows up into a new like uh, generation of Star Wars. We kind of grew up in that weird re-release era, but I like to say that even though you know we weren't around for it when it first came out, we grew up with Star Wars, so it's a big part of who we are in our childhood. And this is this is starting fresh. It's exciting. We don't really know what they're doing, and uh, there's a lot of new stuff coming our way, and that's exciting because I think that's what we always kind of wanted was to see new things. You know, the of course the prequels. I guess they sounded like a good idea back then and it was kind of interesting to think about some of these characters when they were younger but then looking back, yeah, we didn't need any background in any of them. That was a terrible (laughs) idea. And I am a little hesitant about them uh, bringing back Harrison Ford and Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher, though I understand that uh, it'll help people, uh, it'll ease them into a new franchise instead of just starting completely cold, you know, to have a few things familiar. And then I assume we can kind of like drift away from them a little bit in these, in these other movies and kind of focus on other things. But, uh, it sounds like they've made all the right decisions. The trailer was, I thought, fine. I liked it. Uh, and I'm so stoked.
1: Yeah. It's, it's my number one as well. Um, and what made me sad lately was hearing George Lucas talk about how like every single idea he had for this movie has been rejected and not used. Like, like, I wouldn't have trusted him to write this movie. I wouldn't have trusted him to direct this movie. But surely the man who created this universe must have had some worthwhile ideas about where it should go. Right? You can't... <laughs> <laughs> when I when I look at the Star Wars prequels, there are definitely I- ideas there that I think could have been developed in a better direction and, and turned out really well. Uh, they didn't. But they could have, and it's to me. It's just so sad that this guy dedicated his life to this franchise that he invented, and it has just been completely taken away from him to the point where he has no. I mean, input. it's all
2: his fault. It's totally his fault, though. He's kind of sabotaged the whole
0: thing.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, and then, we'll and never then really. The, the, I mean, yeah, the these... bubble idea, where like no one's afraid <laughs> to really like second guess him or tell him any of his ideas are stupid uh, until suddenly as soon as he, he as he's out of the bubble for a little bit, then suddenly he's torn to shreds. He's, def- he's just defenseless. He's just a bullfrog man getting <laughs> chewed up and spit out by this cruel system.
2: I mean, if someone gave me the option of seeing either a movie that had some ideas inspired by George Lucas in it, or some that was totally new but still Star Wars, I'd go for the new one just because that's new and that's exciting. I've seen what George Lucas has to offer. I feel like his best years are pretty much behind mm-hmm. him. I want I want the new thing. That's that sounds that sounds exciting. Um
1: and I still feel like the name Finn is lame.
2: Yeah, it's pretty lame. I mean, my biggest problem with it is the main character on Adventure Time. There's already a popular character in pop culture media named Finn.
0: Yeah. That's my problem.
2: Uh but you know
1: we'll be Lining up for this some fucking place.
0: I mean, I I'm won't. Because my number one. Just kidding. My number one yeah. is Paul Blart Mall Cop 2. Because <laughs> <laughs> what the hell else would it be? Um, yeah, unfortunately, kind of a down year for Adam Sandler. Or at least, I just didn't have. Uh, access to a Pixels trailer yet? So, well, uh, and you
1: know he's got those Netflix movies coming out. Like does this he top secret like Netflix quadrilogy? Oh
2: God! He made a big deal with Netflix.
0: Are those like? Is it like him doing his usual thing with his usual crew? Sure to say that. Are way. they Dennis Dugan directed?
1: <laughs> uh, I can't speak to that right now. <laughs> I can look okay. it up for you. while you. Tell us the, uh, <laughs> like what big cliffhanger from Paul Blart 1 was left open for them to, to really explore in this sequel.
0: I think they just didn't get in enough segue jokes, so they had to try and up the ante on Segway jokes with this one. Or at least. Is that all Paul Blart is? I mean, that's what a lot of this trailer is. Like, there's a big joke where he's going on a segway and he's like dude check this out and this is so sweet and he does some like weird maneuvers on his segway and then he gets hit by a car and also like towards the end he gets like wrapped up in this weird like heist thing that he's trying to undo and they give him like a Batman type segway (laughs) what's that mean well it kind of it's kind of got like that dark Armory look from the new uh-huh. Batmobiles in the Christian Vale Batman movies And it's like hey, he's, he's taking it to a whole other level
2: Talking about his weight
0: <laughs> Yep, cause he's fat And uh, He also does that thing where he kind of Slides around on the floor Like he did in the trailer to the first Paul Blart movie it's, uh, it's it's funny stuff. Uh he's like <laughs> go to Las Vegas or something. I don't know. Security Guard Expo? What?
2: Security Guard Expo is what I'm reading on it. Yeah. Something like that. Before she and he's with his teenage daughter before she goes to college. Yep. And there's a heist. Mm-hmm. Why would you have a heist Security Guard next him? Seems like the last place you want to have it. Gosh, I'm surprised you didn't have that uh, Get Hard movie
0: on you. Well, your... I thought about it, but then I watched the trailer and I'm like, ah, this has got Will Ferrell. It can't be that bad. <laughs> I didn't bad. see the trailer. No, it actually looked like it's probably got some funny moments just because of isn't Will it, Ferrell.
2: Isn't it weird, though, that it's the same premise to that just, like straight-to-DVD Rob Schneider movie? big stan it's the same plot yeah about a guy who's gonna go to prison and then hires like a guy to help him like learn how to fight except in that movie it's david Carradine, not kevin hart all right
1: so you guys ready to hear about the year adam sandler has planned for us
0: i don't i don't think i am ready but uh just slay it on me man
1: well so you already know about pawboard 2 and pixels Mm-hmm. What you might not know is he's also in to- Hotel Transylvania 2 this year.
0: Sure, that was in consideration for my list. I just don't know enough about the first one.
1: As well as Joe Dirt 2. <laughs> Beautiful loser.
0: <laughs> is that coming out this year?
1: That's coming out this year.
2: Oh, um, Isn't it like on Crackle? Oh, God.
1: That would, that yeah. would be fitting. It, it? It's
2: being like produced by Crackle. Okay. Yep. Great.
1: Um, and he's got this deal with Netflix, and the first movie he's working on is his take on The Magnificent Seven, called The Ridiculous Six, featuring,
0: let me guess, Adam Sandler, mm-hmm. Kevin James, no,
2: <laughs> Chris Rock, does this have a cash on, can we actually guess this? <sighs>
1: It's just being reported on right now So it's, it's not like on IMDb But I can I can news. search through paragraphs About some of the names um, So some of the people They're saying in this movie We don't know who the actual six are uh, mm-hmm. But we do know that Taylor Lautner Will be in this movie uh, We can confirm uh, That Danny Trejo Will be in this movie um, Let's see Steve Buscemi, Rob Schneider Dan Aykroyd Will Forte, Nick Swartzen, of course, Terry Crews, because he'll just do whatever, John Lovitz, <laughs> Vanilla
0: Ice, <laughs> Luke
1: time-wise. Wilson, Steve Zahn, Chris Parnell,
2: Whitney Cummings. Basically just anyone Adam Sandler's ever cast met. This is a weird <laughs> cast. Norm MacDonald there, too.
1: Uh, it's hard to say, but uh, what I can tell you is that this movie is about Adam Sandler being um, adopted into a Native American tribe.
2: No.
0: <laughs> you know Rob Steiner's is going to be one of those Native Americans. No! no.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. I get here are two. Uh, uh, Blake Shelton will be playing Wyatt Earp.
0: No. How many actual actors are in this movie? <laughs> <laughs> and Vanilla
1: Ice will be playing Mark Twain.
2: <laughs> what? Is he going to do Vanilla Ice jokes anyways? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't even know how that would, what has to do with Mark Twain.
2: Yeah. Mm. Too bad that's not coming but out. Shaq's
1: not in it? <laughs> I, I don't yeah, know. They're just casting it now. Like, <laughs> he might be.
2: Who could Shaq play in that kind I of story? Mean. A slave,
0: but... A sl- <laughs> I
1: don't think you could cash Jack in this slave.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You'd be like a freed slave. Or something.
1: Alright, like he's in the Underground Railroad?
0: Yeah, he's making shit happen. He's, Har- he's Harriet Tubman? <laughs>
2: there you go, that's great <laughs> casting. Uh,
0: that's He's doing it like Tyler Perry <laughs> style? <laughs> yeah... I could believe it.
1: All right, things are starting to get uncomfortable for me, so I'm going to bring this <laughs> podcast to a close. Uh, you have heard 20 of our, well, if we're being honest, like 15 of our most anticipated <laughs> movies of the year, and uh, 10 movies that we are really not anticipating so much. Kind of dreading, maybe, is the better word in that situation. Um,. It'll be fun for you to kind of keep track of how we do with seeing these movies and liking them and disliking them, or uh, with the other movies. Like, if we end up seeing them, wouldn't that be funny? Wouldn't that be hilarious? Um, there's only one way to find out, and that's to go to mildlypleased dot com or subscribe to Mildly Pleased on iTunes. Uh, there's always a chance we'll do a uh, some kind of movie or a good movie, bad movie, or uh, uh, something where we talk about these. Or if we are so ashamed of them we don't have anything to say, you can email us at t 3 com for a very personal, private correspondence. I have that email account on my iPhone and it gets pinged every once in a while that it's just telling me it's deleting an old message. (laughs) It's really sad. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Um, We'll see you hopefully with Nancy uh, next week. Bye. yeah, yeah, Get, up, get, up. get, up, get up.